Jennifer Jones-Mitchell. Let's get into it. Today, we have an exciting show. We have an amazing guest. Winston Burton is the SVP of SEO at Acronym. He's a regular contributor to Search Engine Journal, and he is one of the leading voices on SEO today. So, Winston, it's so good to see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, pleasure. Pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. I appreciate the time this morning and looking forward to uh, having a fruitful discussion. I'm excited. I mean, I know AI, generative AI and SEO is a huge topic. But let me just start by asking you to give us just some insight into the overall impact of Gen AI on SEO. So to be honest with you, it's definitely impacting everything we do, right? There's new tools that are coming out. Like, I can, honestly, I can't even keep up. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely impacting things from three perspectives, right? Making us quicker, more efficient, and smarter, right? A human could only interpret you know, a certain amount of data, why a computer could interpret things and analyze things at a much faster rate. I think it was like petrobytes or something I've never even heard of before <laughs> that <laughs> computers are allowed to uh, to process information, which is, of course, you know, much quicker than a human could do. So it's definitely changing things from an overall content perspective. Um, you know, a lot of agencies are starting to use from a content ideation um, standpoint, you know, AI mm -hmm. to help um you know, with finding ideas, what should I write about? Um, again, it helps pick things a lot quicker than, you know, if you were to do your standard keyword research and say, okay, you know, let's say if you're in the banking industry, you know, what are the five tips to, you know, uh, get like a savings account or a checking account or something like that, right? So it's definitely helping from that. Um, in addition to like short form content, Definitely AI is great, right? For example, you know, it takes an SEO anywhere between, you know, 10 to 20 minutes to craft, you know, a good title tag and meta description, you know, and some, you know, short form body content. Computer could do that in two seconds, right? You just got to edit it, you know, make it your own, make sure it's useful, make sure it's relevant and covers the brand voice and really what you're trying to get across. So it's definitely doing a lot of those things and taking the, I don't want to say the work out of work, but it is kind of taking the work out of work, right? And it's making us more efficient so we could focus on overall strategy and really getting things that really matter um, done in a quicker time period. Yeah, I love that. I agree. I mean, I'm using it constantly, not just like you said, to create content, but to generate ideas and strategies and, yep. you know, even things like how do I uh, get more backlinks? I'll ask ChatGPT that exactly. and it'll give me recommendations. And I think that's key because so many people are only using it to generate content rather than actually strategize. Um, and that's to me where the greatest strength is. Absolutely. But you mentioned content. Now, as long as I've known you, you have said content is the new cookie. Yes, so correct. does AI then supercharge that content? I, I would say to a certain extent, because you can get content, you know, a lot quicker, whether it's quality, that's kind of questionable, depending upon who you ask. I mean, you know, Google came out with the helpful content update. It's all about giving users what they need, what's relevant to them and what's going to satisfy the information need. Right. Um, nine times out of 10, you ask ChatGPT or whatever kind of AI, you know, large language model you're using, you know, a question, um, it might not be factual. It might not be, you know, exactly what you need. So you got to kind of take it um, with a grain of salt and use it to your advantage and say, okay, it created this content, you know, in a fraction of, you know, a second, but I need to make it my own, right? I need to yeah. edit it. I need to make sure it's grammatically correct. It's factual, et cetera. So I think it helps from that perspective. But again, you got to do the fact checking, right? 
And if you don't do that, you're just putting, I don't want to say crap, but if you're putting garbage on the web, you're not going to rank well because it's not going to satisfy users and needs. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you. I'm telling everybody all the time that you want to think of Gen AI as giving you that first draft uh, because you cannot go with that draft. To your point, there could be incorrect information. Absolutely. Certainly it could be just not great. And a lot <laughs> of bias as well. Yes, because it's all trained on the Internet, which is full of bias. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, not everything naturally. you hear on the Internet or see on the Internet is truthful, right? Yeah, Shocking. Like my <laughs> year old son, like I, I tell him something, he's like, well, Google says this. And I'm like, wait a minute. Google's great, but all that information that Google's bringing back is not 100 percent, you know, accurate. You know, so you got to take things, some things with a grain of salt. Right. Some things are, are good. But again, you know, it's the Internet. So you got to use wisdom. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this, because um, there is some confusion. I have heard from some people that Google will penalize, recognize and penalize AI generated content. Uh, and then other people say it doesn't. So what's the truth here? So from my perspective, honestly, I think something is going to come sooner or later, because, again, a lot of people are just taking things straight from ChatGPT, straight from Jasper or whatever, whatever large language model they're using and just placing it on their site. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to the helpful content update, if it's not helpful, it's not useful, it's not relevant you're not going to rank well, right? Google has so much end user data. They know specifically what people want and what people need. And again, if your content doesn't meet those quality standards and give people what they want, you're not going to rank well. You can't just create you know, content just for the sake of creating content, right? You got to create content that's really going to satisfy somebody's information needs. So if you're not doing that, then you're really not going to rank well. Yeah. AI or not, if you're, if exactly. it's not valuable. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. What about with keyword optimization? Does AI really help with that in terms of getting real-time data and feedback and being able to then adjust and assess quicker? So I would say yes and no. So a lot of the AI out there right now is not in real-time. Um, mm. The thing, the differentiation between Google and, excuse me, BART and uh, ChatGPT is, of course, BART is using Google system, right? Which is bringing information back from the web. So <laughs> I guess you could say that's kind of real time versus ChatGPT. That language model is kind of inhibited and stopped at 2021. So anything, if you were to ask, you know, ChatGPT, any questions on 2023 data, they're going to give you the response, hey, I can't go back. Um, you know, I can't get that information and I only have information up to 2021. However, there are some plugins that you can um, integrate with ChatGPT to make it crawl the web. So in essence, it's real time. If you put in that plugin and that plugin is getting information directly from, you know, the Internet as it happens. But, you know, straight out the box is not going to be, um, you know, real time. And, you know, again, you got to, you know, check that information. What What plugins do you like that do that? Um, honestly, I honestly I have not played around with that uh, plugin too much. Um, a lot of it is like, from my understanding, is from like WordPress and things like that. And there's a couple yep. other plugins that honestly I just haven't played around with it yet. Okay, um, I know I'm using uh, Yoast has got a new feature there that. Uh, okay, great. Yeah, might check it out. Let me know what you think. And yeah, no, absolutely. Cut that. I'm not really out. big on <laughs> WordPress. I'm more of an enterprise, you know, level. <laughs> level guy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't really use WordPress too, too much, but, you know, it's it's okay from my perspective. It's not the most user-friendly thing in the world. Uh, but again, that's just my own humble <laughs> personal opinion. 
No, I definitely agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, well, okay. So I know that Google just announced this, uh, I want to make sure I say it right, search generative experience, which shows contextual video and images as part of AI generated search results. Um, what does this really mean? So basically, we're in an age of visual um, search where, you know, typically, you know, going back for five plus years ago, the search would just be, you know, just 10 blue links or and things like that. It's dramatically changed. You have imagery, you have video, um, yeah. you have all these things that are coming into the search and the results. And again, it really depends on, you know, what your intent is. So, for example, my 15 year old son, he likes to cook. Right. So if he wants to say, OK, how do I make a Jamaican beef patty? Right. He wants to see a video on how to actually do it. So, you know, a text, something like a text form, probably not going to give you what you need. We're in an age of visual search where, you know, if you could show, okay, these are the ingredients. This is how much you need to put in. This is how you set the time for the, you know, the oven or whatever you're using. Then that's going to go a long way because it's it's a lot of, you know, things that you could visually see. And as humans, we like things that move. We like things that you know, are different. So instead of the, the same boring, you know, 10 blue links, actually, it's not even 10 blue links anymore. Um, Google introduced the uh, scrollish pages now. So if you look in the SERP results, you're going to get a ton of different results. So I expect click-through rates are definitely going to change um, depending upon, you know, the query, because again, the, it's not just limited to 10 blue links anymore. Well, what, what do you think... Um... Like, do you have one or two practical tips that marketers can do to really amplify their SEO through AI right now? Definitely be as descriptive as you can. I know that, you know, if you don't get specifically what you're looking for, ask G chat GPT or whatever you're using. Do they understand what you're trying to get? Right. Always refine things and, you know, ask it to write it in a way that's more human like instead of machine language. So there's a lot of prompts out there that, you know, you could definitely Google and research that you could access to write it as that you're a human. And then it's going to give you much more, um, you know, better written language, like it's coming from, you know, conversational tone, like I'm talking to you right now. There's a plethora of AI checkers out there, um, you know, that you could definitely check, you know, you copy and paste in your content. Um, Writer.com has one. Uh, Zero GPT has one. Copy Leaks has one. So there's a bunch of different tools out there that you could check. And it's going to highlight all this information. Again, what these AI tools are looking for is patterns, right? So if it finds a patterns or certain words that humans don't necessarily use, they're going to be like, wait a minute, this is AI generated text, right? And I've seen instances of that, you know, some, you know, some tests that I ran myself that you're like, okay, yeah, I could see the patterns analysis here, right? So they're using predictive analysis to be like, well, okay, yeah, this word doesn't really make sense. Um, you know, it's based upon patterns and things like that. And machine would like, um, rather than, you know, I would write or you would write. So definitely check those tools. Um, and it highlights those areas that are AI generated. And then I would go back and just make it yourself and make it your own. Right. And then you go back again, you know, once you hundred percent modify what they're saying is AI driven content, let's say if they're giving the score of like 30% or 40%, you know, you go back and edit it, you run it again and make sure it really sounds good. It's really you know, useful from an end user perspective. It gives the audience, you know, what they need. It's, it's visual and things like that. And then you should be okay. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I, I love what you said because it's so true. Every time I see something that is so clearly <laughs> uh, AI generated, it, it'll always have that in conclusion. I mean, nobody writes like that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. 
As soon as I see that, I'm like, okay, ChatGPT wrote this. Yep. Um, yeah, I think um, a big part of it, though, is what you're saying, too, is making sure it's it, it sounds human and in your voice. Um, I've been trying to teach people how to train ChatGPT, Claude Bard, all these tools, how to replicate in your writing style. Exactly. Um, it's so important. It really is. And it's so easy to do. Just a refresher for our listeners here. All you have to do is uh, upload some of your writing or your client's writing to the AI, ask it to analyze that writing, name it. And then from now on, anytime you say, take this and put it into that style, it's exactly. named, it knows it. Yeah, exactly. right? No, absolutely. 100%, 100%. And it sounds human then. It sounds yeah, it normal. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Even if you take an article... Um, like for, I'll give you a perfect example, right? So I recently updated my search engine journal um, bio, right? So what I had was, it was okay, right? I wrote it myself, right? Not the best writer in the world, but you know, I'm okay, right? <laughs> so I, I got it rewritten by ChatGPT. I was like, wait a minute. They use words like, you know, robust and, you know, all these things. I'm like, wait a minute, this actually sounds pretty good. So, you know, again, it wasn't anything long form, like, you know, 1500 words or things, something like that. It was short form. It's probably like 300 words. But the way they made it sound, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. It really sounds good. They like the Winston's lustrous career. And I was like, wow, I wouldn't <laughs> use those words. But, you know, it, it sounds good. Right. So, again, if you're doing like a bio or something like that, you want to make it sound as, as good as possible. Like, hey, this guy's, you know, on top of his, uh, his stuff. He's been doing this a long time, you know, work with the world's leading brands and things like that. So AI is definitely good to kind of prop yourself up. And, you know, do things like that. You know, uh, along those same lines, I think also if you include the audience who you're trying right. to reach, it'll write for that audience. Exactly. And even the goals. You know, I've had things where I, I let it know, what is the CTA here? Am I trying to drive, you know, them to what is the action I want them to take? When you put that in there, then that starts getting woven into the output exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. The refinement is extremely important. If you don't get what you want, give it more data, right? Because yeah. again, it's a language model, right? It learns. So the more input that you can give it to get specific on what you want, the better the response is going to be. Absolutely. It. Yeah. I, I think Gen AI, it doesn't understand nuance. It, exactly. You, yeah, you have to really be specific and talk to it like a six-year-old. <laughs> really say, this is what I want you to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that's cool. Well, what do you think is coming down the pipe in terms of Gen AI and SEO? Definitely, I would say more automation in terms of task completion. Um, mm -hmm. More specifically with uh, Google, I would say. Um, so, for example, and I think there's some evidence of this now. You're going to be able to book um, flights. You're going to be able to book, you know, trips. You're going to be able to, you know, book a, a restaurant at your favorite, you know, restaurant, wherever you're located in the world. You're going to be able to do that, right? It's just going to get better, in my opinion. We're at kind of the stage of, you know, think about the dot-com era when it first started out. You have business people who kind of understand technology people, but, you know, they made it work, right? And hence where we are in the stage of the internet. So, Apply that to AI. We're in infancy right now. Large language models are going to get better. There are going to be specific models that are out there that are going to be trained. And let's say, for example, you don't want to get medical advice from ChatGPT, right? <laughs> you want a large language model that's versed and trained on medical language, the most updated standards, right? So you have these specific verticalized models that are going to be experts and trained on all the expert data in this particular vertical, right? 
So that is sort of sort of like a supercomputer, right? Where you're going to be an expert in all things because you're trained on all these specific models, right? So that's the future, in, in my opinion, that we're going to get better and it's going to be more automated. I'm waiting for the tool set to catch up. As I yeah. mentioned, you know, initially that a lot of people are just creating tools just to create a tool, right? One of the things you need to think about is what business challenge am I solving, right? Yes. How is this tool going to solve a business challenge that I'm currently not getting with, you know, writer.com or, you know, jasper.com or whatever, whatever kind of software you're using, right? So I think if you could verticalize it and, you know, kind of differentiate your product in a the marketplace, then I think, um, you know, you'll, you'll definitely probably get more users and, you know, differentiate yourself. But definitely going to be a lot of automation. It's going to be get a lot better and it's going to be a lot of like task completion and things like that could, could be done. So interesting. And yeah, I think you're right on. It comes down to getting the right Gen AI tech stack. Exactly. That's something I've been really working with clients to try to help them do. And I think the biggest surprise that they have is that it's not always about the shiny new thing. No, Sometimes your absolutely. existing tools now have so many Gen AI upgrades oh, yeah. added to them, absolutely. right? Look at Grammarly, right? Right. Grammarly is a perfect example. And I used it the other day and I'm like, wow, this is really good. Yes. You know? I, I thought this was really good. And I'm like, wow, everybody's integrating AI into their workflows and their processes, right? So, yes. you know, if you're not doing that, and if and, and one, one other point I'd like to touch on, you know, for people out there who think that AI is going to take their jobs, hey, that could be a real thing. If you mm -hmm. don't learn to use AI, I got news for you. <laughs> you might not be, you know, marketable in the future. So I okay. tell everybody, embrace this stuff. It's not going away, right? Mm -hmm. it's, gonna, it's here to stay. It's here to... Basically, think about it as your personal assistant, right? It's here to make your life a little bit better and a little bit easier and a little bit more efficient. So if you're not embracing it and not learning it, then you need to start. Oh, my God, you're so right. And I always say, and I know I'm not the only one who says this, but it won't be AI that takes your job. It'll be the person who knows how to use it. Exactly. Who will. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And <laughs> that's that's where we are completely. And you, you brought up Grammarly. I don't know if you've uh, been in Canva anytime recently, but Canva now, remember how much time we used to spend formatting decks? Yes. Yes. Canva, you put in your bullet points, you tell it the audience, the topic, and your it has your brand kit. It will make a PowerPoint for you, a wow. beautiful yeah, it's, PowerPoint. It's it's scary. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's scary, like, the stuff that's out there. Like, um, you know, we were making a Gantt chart the other day, and I was like, why am I doing this by hand in Excel? Right. You know, I looked for AI presentation tools, and I found some. And I was like, oh, this is not what anyone I need. However, this one's good, and that one's good. I'm like, wow, it looks, like, visually appealing, right? Yeah. You know, state of the art. And I'm just like, it did that, like, in a fraction of a second. I'm like, Wow. This is just amazing. And again, we're at the tip of the iceberg on, you know, what's going to be, um, you know, capable um, mm -hmm. in the near future. So I expect more great things to come. I do, too. It's it's such an exciting time. Everything, like you said, is changing so fast. Yeah. That's why I think it's so important that people do pay attention. They read read human driven AI, listen to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you got to you got to stay on top of it. I mean, even it's it's my sole focus to stay on top of this. Yeah, and absolutely. every day there's so many new tools that I'll write a blog post or put together some article or something. And then the next day something will come out that will almost negate what I just yes. <laughs> came up with. You know? Exactly. So now I got to update. But that's what makes it exciting, though, because it goes oh, yeah. back to what you said at the very beginning. 
AI is solving business problems for us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That- there was actually one that I found the other day that actually helps you find leads um, from a business development perspective. And I mean, that's, you know, the, you know, one of the livelihood of an agency is, of course, mm-hmm. to find, you know, new clients all the time. Right. And, uh, you know, there's different ways to do this now. It's not about, you know, getting on the phone and calling people anymore. I mean, those are kind of techniques that used to be used in the past. Now there's AI tools that are actually helping you find leads who are for people who are actually in market. And that's exactly. the key. I mean, we all get, you know, I can't tell you as an SEO from LinkedIn, I get at least 50 emails um, about guest posts. And I'm like, guys, if you send me one more post about guest posts, it's like, I would just want to delete my account. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just gotten that. And I'm like, I'm not looking for services, right? If I was, I would have reached out to you. So exactly. it's always about finding people that, you know, are in market, which these tools are actually helping to do. Yeah, exactly. And and like you said, making us quicker, smarter, um, the amount of data that even like a chat GPT or Claude or Bard, you can just put a question in there to say, OK, this is what my company does what are my competitors doing where i mean it will it will find those white spaces for you strategically to yeah. optimize white space in, uh, and and drive new sales and develop content around what your competitors are not talking about oh absolutely i, mean, I got a perfect example for you and i'm glad that you mentioned this right so we're talking to a prospect the other day and you know one of the questions we asked like how do you find us and he was like here's a story for you I use ChatGPT. So he put in, I forgot the exact query, but I think he put in like top um, SEO and CRO companies, right? Mm -hmm. And we came up and I'm like, wow, he used ChatGPT to get, you know, some information. Of course, you know, it's back in, you know, 2021. But the fact is that this is a different discovery channel, right? And user behavior is going to change, right? So people are you know, using, you know, ChatGPT and BART and, you know, other large language model platforms that are out there, it's changing. So you want to make sure that you're actually allowing them to ingest your content and not blocking it from them. So, you know, they could crawl your information and get your information. So just shows it's you incredible. that. Like, wow. It's, it's, it's really insane. Yeah. And what do people need to do in order to make sure that these tools do crawl their content? So I know that there was an article that came out the other day. Uh, I believe it was like Google Bard or something like that, where they're saying that there's certain like robots commands that you could put in um, to disallow them from crawling your site um, if you want them. Because, you know, the robots.txt file is the way that, you know, search engines look for to see specifically, OK, what could I crawl and what can I not crawl? So mm-hmm. if you're like a large site and you have like a bunch of duplicate content or, you know, legal language like terms of use privacy policy, which are good for users. but you know, really search engines don't really find any value out of that. And there's a thing such crawl budget, right? So you don't want them crawling pages that really have, you know, no value in terms of, you know, visitors and, you know, ranking value and things like that. So typically people just block them out by, you know, adding in the robots.txt. But there's definitely certain rules and derivatives that you can put in to say, don't block this uh, content. You could read this content, you know, not read that content, et cetera. That is so cool. And yeah, it's such a good example of using these tools because I know so many people think it's just about creating copy or generating an image, but it, it's not. You can have real no. conversations with these tools exactly. strategically. Yeah. And I think you, you said it right um, previously. Audience, who's your audience, right? If you know who your audience is, you know who you're trying to target, you know what they need, 
then your message should be compelling, whether it's, you know, integrated media, you know, you want to attack them from all channels, you know, SEO, PPC, display, programmatic, et cetera. You know, it has to be consistent, right? And if people see good consistent messages, then they'll probably convert. I love it. I love it. This is so great. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this, right, Winston. Welcome. Thank you. It was I really to see appreciate you as well. it. Absolutely. You too, we'll man. Talk soon. All right. Take Definitely. care. Definitely. Right, thank you. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks for watching and listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe.